Hey everyone, I hope you have had a good start to the 2023 year. I hope that if you're in a winter climate, you're selling more salt than Wisconsin. I hope that if you're in a warm climate, that spring has sprung and you are looking forward to a good year as well. I sat down with Bill and Jordan Weigel from California and had a pleasant conversation about their stores. And I hope you enjoy it. We started something new in 2023, and that is Milwaukee has sponsored the PAL group. And Milwaukee has put their name and uh, money behind PAL. And so our PAL pods are brought to you by Milwaukee, where Milwaukee is nothing but heavy duty. Hope you enjoy the episode. If you want to be on the Pal Pod, please reach out to me. All right. I am here with Bill and Jordan Weigel. Did I say that right? Yeah, you sure did. Perfect. I've been practicing all day. Yeah. How many stores do you guys have? Well, we currently have two Ace Hardware stores, and we've had many more over the years, but we have two Ace Hardware stores, and then we are in the truck accessory job site equipment business where we outfit trucks and vans for municipalities, schools, uh, uh, HVAC system, people like that. Um, and, and that's actually a big part of our business, but uh, it's something we got into by accident back in about 1980. That's, that's awesome. I haven't heard anyone doing that with a hardware store before. Yeah, it's a freestanding 12,000-foot building. Um, we sell, you know, something people could relate to is like lumber racks for pickups. We sell over 500 of those a year. Um, business has been fairly lackluster the last couple of years because people can't get pickup trucks, and that's a big part of our business. Um, we've been doing a lot of vans, but pickups are really holding us back. We have one customer that uh, got in 26 trucks last week, so we just started on those. That, that'll be a, keep you busy for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Where are your stores located? Well, we're in the East Bay of, uh, of San Francisco. We're about 30 miles from Napa and 30 miles, 40 miles from Sacramento and about another 30 miles to San Francisco. So, um, Martinez and Concord, California. Yeah, Martinez and Concord, California. And what's the weather out there like today? Right now, it's absolutely beautiful and probably in the high 60s, uh, sun shining. We might get a little bit of rain on uh, Sunday. Okay. And in Wisconsin, it's beautiful, 37 degrees. Well, that's not too bad, I guess, for your part of the country. <laughs> at, least, at least you're not in Minnesota, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how, did, how did you guys get into the business? Well, and <clears throat> my grandfather... Uh, was a migratory farm worker and for people that have uh, read the book the grapes of wrath that that was identical to his family he was the eldest of nine children and they traveled from uh, the mexican border to the state of washington picking crops and in the uh, late teens early 20s they were traveling through here and my grandfather being the oldest boy and his mother said to everyone else in the family including his father we're going to stop where we're at, which happened to be Concord, California. And uh, they said, we might starve to death, but we're not going to be migratory farm workers anymore. And so they did a lot of different things. 
Um, but uh, fast forward to 1947, my grandfather was building houses on nights and weekends for many years, and he uh, was having trouble always getting the hardware that he wanted. And so he figured just like everything else he'd done, that he would uh, start a hardware store in a 3,500-foot building that he just built, do that for a couple of years, and then move on to something else. And, I mean, he's been, he was into a lot of things. They ran a, a hotel-motel type situation for the previous five years before they opened the hardware store in 1948. Wow. Jordan, how did you get in? Well, um, I am the fourth generation here. Um, growing up, for me, looking at it and seeing all of the family history and everything else, it's been unbelievably important to me. Um, and we're celebrating 75 years this May um, that I looked at it and I always thought this is what I wanted to do. Um, and I can remember that from six or seven years old. So uh, finally, I battled enough with my dad that he let me uh, start doing this full time a couple of years ago. So Jordan, uh, you know, went to Cal Poly uh, on the central coast of California, and uh, she got a, uh, an MBA and went out and got a couple highfalutin jobs, but they just weren't really fulfilling for her for the couple, two or three years that she did it. So the opportunity arose that uh, she wanted to come in and work in the business. And, you know, as the hardware business becomes so overwhelming that we've dumped a lot of stuff on her in the last two years. What uh, what do you do daily, both of you, what do you do daily um, that's maybe not normal helping customers but back office things or, or management things? I guess I'll start. Um, I spend about 50% of my time in an off-site office, um, which is uh, just down the street from two of our stores. And I spend most of my time working on pricing, working on closeouts, and working on additions of new items. Um, we have an extremely clean inventory and I probably spend more time on pricing than anything else that I do, although I probably only spend a few minutes a day on it, but it's something that I'm continually working on. And we do a lot of visual pricing and we do a lot of price shopping. Um, so that's probably where I spend the, the bulk of my time. We're fortunate to have a controller and a general manager that have both been with us for over 49 years and they both started when they were roughly 16 years of age. Um, <clears throat> so that's really uh, allowed us to do other things in the business without having to really work on the absolute day-to-day -day of uh, working with the managers and helping the customers. Jordan, what about you? Um, every day is a little bit different. Um, I work a lot in pricing and inventory management too, um, but from more of a data perspective, um, and then constantly working on trying to have better marketing in play um, that we're putting out there. Um, additionally, work on hiring, employee engagement, um, fill in as needed across the stores, whether it's receiving or supervising or managing, um, that something different comes up 
every day or every week. Today I'm going to go deliver propane downtown Martinez to one of the restaurants. So, <laughs> um, one thing that Jordan uh, does spend a lot of time on and has over the last two years is documentation. Uh, we've we've had a lot of good uh, systems in place, but as you know, they get outdated. Um, so she has spent you know two years really trying to focus on uh, procedures, documentation. Um, you know, uh, she's come up with a great program for getting the employees to uh, follow procedure on things like forklift maintenance, HVAC maintenance, pipe machines, you know, all those type of things that fall through the crack, uh, you know, developing ways that they don't fall through the crack, even if we lose a key person in a position that we still, you know, can do it properly and not forget. Every day, I'm hoping that we can get more consistent in the way we communicate, whether it's with each other or with employees or with a customer, and just make our operations simpler. We get caught up in doing too many different things that aren't really necessary, that how can we make our time more efficient and spend more time with the customer is what it really comes down to. What do you guys love about what you do? I love the variety of things that we get to do in a day that there's, I can't think of another business that there is that has a variety of things that we get to do in a day from, you know, like I say, working on our own pricing, delivering items to a customer, helping, uh, just, I just came from helping a, helping a lady at a nonprofit uh, 15 minutes ago for uh, loaves and fishes, which they feed a bunch of the homeless. Um, that, uh, you know, and then I can take off and go do something like jo Jordan just walked in the door from flying. So she's been getting her pilot's license. And, you know, so to be able to just leave, you know, as long as everything's covered and go do something like that and then come right back to work. But, uh, you know, things I, I don't like is is HR and all the employee, you know, issues that, that arise. Um, I do like helping the customers that are thankful, and by and large, it's almost everyone. But you know, that one person can really uh, ruin your your ten seconds of your day. I'm sure. Yeah, I really believe you can't go go into work at the hardware store and be in a bad mood because even if you are, it won't last very long. You just start talking to and helping a couple different people and hearing what they're working on or anything else, and you're just immediately uplifted um, and then we have such great employees that work for us so that's a huge asset um i there's so many things i really like and like bill said the flexibility of how we spend our time and that every day is different I, I just can't say enough about how much fun that is that you come into work and you don't know what the day is going to hold <laughs> how do you two define success in your business well, that, that's a difficult one because I, I continually am working with uh, uh, trying to find a balance between uh, pride and profit. And I know that there's, uh, there's, there's ace hardware dealers that I know out there that are strictly driven by pride. And then there's other dealers that are just driven strictly by profit. And so trying to find that balance. Um, you know, profit to me is a measurement of success. Um, you know, it's kind of like being part of the Pinnacle program with ACE. 
It's not that I'm all for everything that they do or everything they ask you to do, but it, it creates an environment where you're winning and you're measuring how successful you are. And so um, we, I'm always trying to balance, you know, what is, what is right. Um, it can't always be driven just by profit because we go to the ends of the earth to take care of our employees and customers when they're in need. And uh, if we were strictly driven by profit, those things would go out the window. Um, so just, you know, I, I, I try to measure it, uh, you know, based on, on those two things, pride and profit. But I also am willing to give up a lot if I can have a smooth day. And I'm willing to break even or even lose money if it means that, um, that every day that you can get up and have virtually, you know, no problems. And, uh, you know, by and large, most days go by. But as everyone knows, you have some pretty poor days once in a while. I think success would be that we have the ability to continue to give back to our community and be an integral part of, our, of the communities that we're in, that people come to us and it's like going to your local grocery store, that they come in and they know the people and they are able to find what they need easily, that being that kind of store, that kind of fixture in the community is something that I think would define success. I also think that success is more than that and having happy employees and having people come to work that are happy to come to work and work for us. Um, and just being able to also go out and spend the time outside of work and have the time to enjoy life without any headaches. What, how would you describe your leadership styles? Boy, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm not, uh, I, I'm pretty uh, much a pacifist in a lot of things. Um, I don't like confrontation, um, but I'm fair to a fault. I'm honest to a fault. And um, I'm always trying to do right by everyone, you know, whether it be customers or employees and things like that. Um, my expectations are very high, and I think the quality of our stores shows that, um, but I'm not a straw boss, and I would defy anyone to find somebody that more does more stupid things in a day than I do as far as uh, helping customers and going out of my way. And, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's virtually nothing that I don't do on a daily basis or weekly basis in our company that is from you know, splitting firewood to cleaning toilets to polishing floors to doing electrical to changing the street lights. Um, I get involved in way too many things that I shouldn't be involved in, but it's kind of the way I grew up. And my dad, being 83 years old, he is still extremely active. Most people would think he's 60, um, but it's just the way him and my uh, grandfather were of just about do anything you could for anyone, and if you got the knowledge to better their lives, you know, that's that's the direction it takes you. I think similarly to Bill, I wouldn't ask anyone to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Um, and I, I feel that I'm very honest and fair. I think there's always places to improve upon in leadership and just 
you learn as you go. Um, but just trying to always talk to each person and handle each person on an individual basis because everyone else, every single person that works for you or every person you meet in a day is going to need a different kind of interaction. There's no one-size-fits-all solution that you need to cater to what each person needs. Um, and every day I try to do that. What is the best compliment that you or your stores have received? Boy, the best compliment. I mean, it, it happens almost on a daily basis of uh, people getting a hold of me or our general manager uh, thanking us for the service that they've received. And, you know, quite honestly, it's actually become easier over the years. Um, prior to uh, Home Depot coming into the business, um, you know, 30 years ago or whatever it's been now, that we used to get a, a lot of complaints, I would say, uh, about service because everybody that was in the market was basically in the same business. There was a few mid-sized players in our market, but um, but everybody was offering service. And then Home Depot came to town and uh, warehouse clubs and Walmart and all that type of stuff and has really shown everyone how poor the service is out uh, you know, in the community in general. And so I think Home Depot coming to town made us better operators. Uh, they've been in our market for you know, virtually ever. Um, but they, they made us step up our game. Uh, many, many of the independents went out of business. Um, but uh, we are the premier, I mean, there, there's nobody that gives better service in our community than we do. I can't think of any type of business, you know, that uh, all the drug stores and grocery stores and everything else have went to no service and self-service and all that type of stuff. So, you know, it, you know people are really, really happy with our service. And uh, it, we just we just do not get the complaints. You know, it's like once a month that we get, you know something, and we'll own up to it. If we're if we're the ones that screwed up, I always own up to them. If you look at our Yelps and Google reviews, they're second to none, and I respond to every one of them within minutes. Um, but uh, you know that's the biggest compliment that people can pay us is that they're really really happy with our people. Yeah, I care. I care about compliments of our business as a whole and what we're doing, but. Um, I, I don't think I could define a single compliment that stands out. Um, one thing that we do is we have an employee engagement call, program called Amaze that ACE used to do, I don't know, however many years ago. They moved away from it, but we still do it. And employees can write them up from the, for themselves. A, another employee can write one up for another employee, or a customer can write one up. And we pull them down from Google, Yelp, Medallia, however else we're getting them. Um, and the stories that we get in a month or in a quarterly basis that some of them just bring you to tears in how our employees are going out of their way to help people. Um, it, it really is just amazing. And I think that is the best compliment for what we do. Well, even to the point where a lady wrote a letter that uh, an employee in an Ace Hardware shirt helped. She was, she was handicapped or something of that nature, but employing an Ace Hardware shirt uh, help pump her gas at a gas station. And, you know, it was, it was more than, you know, it was an opportunity to really win it, you know, win out there. And it was a simple thing for an employee to do, but we get those on a regular basis. Um, we have employees 
you know, do work before work, after work. Um, it, it just, it's, you know, we, we it, it's a fine line from the liability standpoint, but uh, our employees really go out of their way to take care of many, many of the people. In the store, um, when you're in the store, what is your favorite job to do? My favorite job to do is just to help customers. Um, I and my my least favorite job is putting the ace order away, and I've been pushing on ace for many many years uh, of trying to get put away simpler. Now LFO helps, but these pack sizes, these eaches, these min maxes, uh, the frequency in which we touch inventory uh, is a real problem, especially with California's cost of labor. Um, but uh, anyways, helping customers, you know, that getting out there and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more knowledgeable than probably anyone that works for us. Uh, I do a ton of construction myself and always have. Um, so, you know, it's pretty easy for me to help people, but, uh, you know, just going the extra mile for them that they just, you know, they just can't believe that they can get that kind of service somewhere. And I wish that every one of our people could, but, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can. I would have to agree that it's helping customers. Um, I, I, there's not a job in the store that I would say that I really hate to do this job. I, I like that I get to balance my time between cashiering or supervising or doing data entry of transfers and receiving, um, even managing the receiving room and getting the ACE order sorted. I think that that's fun to do once in a while. I I definitely wouldn't want to do it every day though. <laughs> Um, you re you really get an appreciation, you know, for somebody's job when you put, like putting the ACE order away. We can sit in a back office somewhere and harp all day long about how long it's taken to put the ACE order away until you're the one that has to go out there and sort faucet aerators. <laughs> what is your process for putting the, the order away? Do you, well, you we, sort it in the back room and, and send it out to the floor? Do you have certain people that, that do it? Uh, the receiving manager, uh, you know, sorts everything according to the LFO process, and we've been doing that since ACE came out with that more than 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of systems in place for, for handling that, but, uh, you know, it's just, for me, it's, it's just horrible that we have to go out there and pick up one single pack item and hang it on a hook, and then five minutes later find another one and go back and have to hang the next one up. And, you know, when those items are less than a dollar, we're losing money on every one of them we touch. So, um, you know, we're making inroads on it, but uh, it's it's got a long ways to go. What is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Most important lesson, well, the most important lesson in 75 years, we've almost went bankrupt twice. And um, if we're, we're going through a, uh, a difficult time, I would say, right now our business isn't off too great, but uh, there is a possibility for business to get substantially worse in the next month or year or whatever like that. And it's through those other difficult times that I learned that it was very important 
to number one, control our labor costs, because that's a number one controllable expense. And then number two, make sure that we watch our buying so that we don't end up with all C, D, and X items on the shelves and no money to buy A's and B's. And, um, you know, that happened to us the last time, although it's been 40 years, but, um, you know, we had, you know, a store with $500,000 worth of inventory and it was $500,000 worth of stuff people didn't want. And so, um, you know, I've, I've been watching that really close over the years and I'm really in tune to it. And uh, we try to stay really tight on our labor, although we run more in January and February as a percentage because it's so slow, not slow like Minnesota, but slow for us. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, that, that's been a tremendous lesson. And then, and then the other one is to just constantly have empathy for people. Um, you know, our employees, many of them, the best part of their life is coming to work. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what their uh, family situation is, uh, their income, their drug problems, and all that type of stuff. And working with the thousands of employees that I've worked with over the years is that I don't take any of them for granted. You know, I, I'm still pretty young. I've, I've been working in some capacity in this business for 20 years, and I think there's still a lot left learn. I think that one thing you hear about working in any industry or any field is that you just need to constantly be learning and when you're not learning that you probably shouldn't be working there anymore. Um, and I've learned a lot of things. I think it'd be hard to articulate one message or one thing um, that would be the best learning. But one thing that's been bouncing around in my head a lot is that the, they say the customer is right. The customer is not always right, but we should always be able to have the customer leave happy. There's nothing we can't do to bend over backwards to make them happy. That not, you can't, you don't go a lot of places where people have the flexibility to make a customer's day or to work with someone on price. Every single one of our employees in the store is able to give away up to a day's pay and discounts for any reason um, at the end of the year. Um, so I think that that is a big one. Um, and then one that Bill has said ever since I was a kid is that people will never remember what you said or did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And I think those are two really important things. Yeah, you you really, you know, everybody wants to feel important and no one wants to feel like an idiot. So it's really important, especially in dealing with the employees that, you know, that you handle them in a, in a in a manner where they don't get embarrassed and uh, to try never to uh, correct somebody out on the sales floor. Um, so always try to do it in private. But, uh, but you know, that goes for them customers, man. Those customers really eat it up when you know them by name and greet them and tell the employees how important this guy Joe is and all that type of stuff. And, you know, anytime I see them out in public, uh, uh, you know, or an employee in public, I always tell their friends what a great person they are and how great they are working for us, um, you know, and trying to really uplift people and make them feel important. Bill, you mentioned um, A and B items. How many A and B items do you have in your store that are not discovery or how much stock do you put in the ACE discovery sets at times? So, 
we have a, a problem where we don't meet the discovery criteria. That's one of the items on the um, pinnacle, checklist. pinnacle checklist that we don't meet. And I was actually working on it, looking at some mango stuff today. Um, I couldn't tell you down to, you know, percentages or, or brass tacks, but because, you know, a year ago we had three of these hardware stores and we've always been able to take a look at what's selling in each store and review, you know, if something's not selling in one store, why is it not selling? Uh, could be a merchandising issue, could be an out of stock issue, uh, something like that. But with discovery, that we try to carry all of the discovery items. But the reason we don't meet the criteria at this point is because Ace will add like a O-Cedar mop to the mix, and we have the history that shows that we closed it out because it wouldn't sell. But if it's something like a two-inch gate valve that is a D item and we sell one a year of, we would carry that whether it's in discovery or not. Um, we try to be extremely complete, but yet, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly reviewing, um, uh, you know, items for lack of sales. And I was just looking at Mango yesterday, and uh, the, their criteria, I think, was 7% or something like that. And we were 2.5 was our uh, items, uh, you know, of dead inventory. Um, so <clears throat> that's something that I work at really hard, uh, trying to close out items that aren't selling as long as they're not part of a run or part of a part that goes to something. How much easier is it with Mango to, to do some of that work for you versus a couple of years ago when Mango wasn't around? It, 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 because of the bonehead ways that I do it through Excel, it's, it's really of no value to me <laughs> on Mango, to be honest with you. Um, I was just looking at, to see what they had identified. Um, but uh, I, I do it all through Excel. I actually download it through Margin Master, then put it to Excel. Um, he also works almost exclusively in the blue screen of network access. <laughs> I got everyone in the company always been mad at me that I've been using the Epicor blue screen, but it's the only one that will show you multi-store view in the way that I want to see it. What, um, what other programs do you use besides Margin Master and, and Mango? and other things that, that might not be readily available or readily known about by other retailers? Uh, absolutely nothing that I can think of. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we have a, a, a great IT guy in our, in our company. He started as a cashier 30 something years ago. And uh, he, uh, he takes care of our order points and, you know, just all things IT oversees the data processors, um, but he uh, he does a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, I try to just work on the obvious things. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I've been so vocal about ASNET being so screwed up is because people that just got in this business or don't know what I know, and I'm not trying to say I'm the smartest guy in the world, but after you know, 52 years of me working in the hardware stores that I know what there should be. And um, when you go onto ASNET and can't find this stuff, uh, that and I know it exists. And so if you look far and, far and wide enough in ASNET, you'll eventually find it. And, um, you know, that's just an area where I think there is a lot of improvement. We're losing a lot of sales 
because your average person can't spend enough time with a customer to you know find this three-headed widget that they're looking for when it's actually in there. The other day we needed a, a, a stock tank valve and the customer asked for a horse trough valve. And, you know, so it goes on and on and then the employees can't find them. And, you know, those type of things really, uh, really bug me that uh, we don't have a better way of, of searching. And Ace added this Google search, but the improvements are minuscule. Um, you know, we need to, we need improvements that are in the 100% range, not 6% or 8% or whatever. Um, descriptions are still horrible in ASNET, and the vendors are uploading horrible ones every day. So I don't know that we can ever get ahead of it. But uh, anyways, I, I, I get you off track there on what you had asked. I, I'm just glad people have the same pains that I do when we talk about this stuff, because when you're saying I'm smiling, going... I've been saying this as well, you know, maybe not as long as you have, but um, it's to know that, to know that the products that ACE has and that should be able to find them on ACENET is very difficult, yeah. you know, and, and back when they had the catalogs, it was so much easier to open a catalog, go to the page you needed to and find it. And now they don't have that. Well, or even on ACENET, when we did have some of them worked is that if you could at least get to a, uh, a, you know, a ball cock, and then you could, it had a place you could click on the page and you could go previous to the next page and they would all be kind of grouped together. But, you know, that really the only way to find anything is, is to search by, uh, find an item, then go to the class, then go to the product group and start searching down from there. But, you know, this is a hundred million dollar problem. And I don't think ACE is focusing on it as much as they should be. That's the same thing with these pack sizes on, uh, we have too many items in each is, and I realize there are stores out there that are, you know, only do a million in sales a year, but if they understood the cost of touching, you know, $2 worth of merchandise that, uh, there, there's just, you know, that ACE looks at it from a, uh, a cost standpoint, you know, from the corporate side. And so, like, they'll say, well, we're not going to pay XYZ $35 an hour to do that. And I'm like, you guys paying $35 an hour for one guy to do it is a lot better than 5,000 dealers out there paying $1,750, you know. And, and so, we got to look at the cost all the way at the, at the end. And since we do own the corporation, you know, we need to know what the overall best cost-effective way to do this is. Um, you know, it's it's like these discovery sets. You know, Ace Ace wants to ship at least eighty percent of a discovery before you get to it. But uh, trying to trying to do a, a level three reset with eighty percent of the merchandise, it's not much better than sixty percent of the merchandise because it's an absolute can of worms. Agree, a hundred percent. Take us back to the last couple of years with COVID. How did I mean? We don't all know COVID brought more people in our stores and more sales for us. But take us through what COVID did specifically for your business and, and some of the processes and, uh, and procedures and things that you changed um, from COVID. So, you know, like everyone, when COVID first hit, uh, we were, you know, we had no idea where this thing was going. And I was one of the people in the beginning that was crying that we would be off 50%. 60% in sales by June, you know, and obviously it went the reverse direction. Um, we did really well 
because myself and our management team were never running scared that the sky was falling and we were going to die tomorrow from COVID. And so we kept, you know, our, our store hours as much as we could. Um, we had the lines out the front door. We've set up the queues. We were in, you know, in our area, we had to monitor how many, how many people could come in the store at a time. Um, so we had to have front door monitors. Um, I was working virtually every day. My wife was working every day. Um, Jordan had just come to work, I guess, right about when that had hit. Um, but we had all hands on deck. Um, you know, the thing that, that was unbelievable was the overnight success or lack thereof of online order pickups. And, um, you know, the, the, our, our one store did over, it's 22,000 feet, and we, we did over 10 million, uh, you know, in what, 2021 or whatever it was. And uh, the number of online orders that we were getting, we had two ladies working six days a week, and we could not keep track of those orders or keep them ready. And so now as we move forward that we've put, you know, just small procedures in place, like we now lock up all the online orders up at the front door. It's taking valuable space, but we're able to fulfill those orders for the customer in five minutes or less when they come to pick them up. You know, we have the fancy little parking spot out front. We have uh, our phone numbers posted uh, in front of all the parking stalls, and we've had that for years where if you need assistance or you're in a wheelchair or whatever, you can call the store and we'll go out and deliver it right to your car. Um, we have 10 people that we've, uh, that easily can deliver for us um, on a minute by minute basis. So this thing that ACE has just announced about if we don't have it, we'll deliver it. Um, you know, that's, that's nothing to us because we do it on a daily basis anyways. Um, but, uh, it was, it was, it was just unbelievable that we could do the volume that we could do, you know, running 2000 customers a day through a store, uh, with six registers. Um, and that for the most part, it went pretty darn good. We did have our share of fist fights, guns in the store, knives in the store, uh, police there. I mean, we had some nutty stuff, you know, happen out here that a lot of people probably couldn't appreciate, you know, unless you were doing that much volume. But uh, we uh, came through it pretty darn good. And, you know, a, a side note to that, though, is um, for, the, for the previous 12 years to COVID, and I think it went back a little further than that, we were chasing a declining customer count. And we're back to chasing that right now. So anybody that got in this business in the last five years does not understand what it was like to be trying to sell hardware to fewer and fewer people. And we're right back to that. And uh, right now our customer counts down 10%, although it was down 20%, I think, in December. Um, but uh, that's a real problem um, for ACE, especially if we lose that $10 of growth that we've had in our average sale. You know, you take a store that is down 10 or 20% in customer count and down 20 or 30% in average sale, and you got a real problem keeping the doors open. And uh, there becomes a point with your average sale that you can't help enough customers to make a profit at a, 
you know, 45% margin and uh, a $20 average sale, it's, it's really difficult to run enough people through the store to make a profit. So, you know, now we're looking at that again as we, as we migrate through the next one or two years or wherever the, the economy's going, um, that uh, we've really got a problem with this uh, loss of customer count. Getting back to COVID, I would add that it made us reevaluate a lot of the things we were doing um, in terms of like the price changes coming down, how we were handling our pricing system, and we looked at that closely to see how we could improve since we were changing two to 3,000 prices a week there. Um, I would say we did a really great job of staying up on those compared to a lot of people out there. Um, it also made us take a really close look at how we were managing safety in our stores and keeping um, customers safe since we're in the state of California where there's different laws and how you can handle a shoplifter and everything else, but making sure that our employees are safe at work, whether it was COVID-related, theft-related, or just general awareness of your surroundings. What's your idea for ACE's future going forward? Well, as much as I like to complain about ACE, I'll praise them every day that they're still the, the best of the best out there. I think we're on the right track. We have been so fortunate to have John Van Huysen, John Serain, Kane Calamari, uh, Lori Bossman, you know, these people that really are smart people and young, you know, working and, and heading up our company, that I, I'm very confident of our future. Um, it doesn't appear we've made any bonehead mistakes lately. There's been many in the past. But uh, as much as I'd like things to be perfect, you know, we live in an imperfect world. But most things that ACE is doing is right. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that like to use this uh, uh, the way ACE wants us all to be the same, that, you know, other co-ops and stuff want to say, oh, you can be independent over here. But I think that's one of the driving forces behind ACE is getting all of us to step up. And we have the ACE name on the front of our building that the customer has to be, you know, ensured that they can go to any ACE store and get taken care of. We're really fortunate that the 12 stores in our market are second to none in the world. Um, it is absolutely amazing. We have we have four stores here within 10 miles that are doing o over $10 million without lumber. Um, and uh, and then even the small stores, we've got, you know, 6,000-foot stores doing over $5 million. So we're really fortunate that we have a high level of Ace Hardware stores in our market. I would agree. Ace's leadership is probably second to none. Um, there's a lot of things that you can bang your head against um, as we work towards improvements, but every day we're getting a little bit better. And like this week, I was really pushing on the 15-minute validation in the morning when you're opening the store that that's not going to work. And finally, we're going to get that to 30 minutes, so you're welcome, everyone. Um, but we're really just in a great direction, I think, that there's so many improvements coming down the pipeline, whether it's an ACE Rewards whether it's in the way we're reaching out to customers and connecting with them, uh, the marketing materials that are going out. Um, we're always working on something that I think we've got a great future ahead of us. Well, yeah, the 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 job that Kim Lefko is doing, I mean, 
you know, it's just amazing to have people of her quality leading Ace Hardware. Um, I think our marketing is right on. The uh, uh, what's the big thing that we put money in and then we put lift. local lift. <laughs> the local lift, um, you know, all indications are that we're just killing it. Um, and uh, there's still a lot of stores not doing local lift. Yeah, for our two stores, we're putting over $3,500 in a month. Combined? Yeah. And, and, still, and still trying to find that eight is great. So. Yeah, where, where are we right now? Nine and, Nine and six. Nine and six right now, but we keep adjusting it back and forth. And, and they're still making improvements with those programs, right? Now you can have the ability to go out for, for us in Wisconsin and the Midwest, there's that seasonal adjustment in winter where the only thing we sell is salt. And if there's no snow, we don't sell it, right? Yep. So I can go ahead and set my my budget for next year already now. And that, that I think, is great. Yeah. Yeah, and we've looked at on those um, price-sensitive items that when you look up a water heater or whatever it is, that when it comes up for our price based on the Google advertisement, that we're coming up at least a little bit lower. So on some of those really key items, that that's one way found that we can better utilize it too. Have, do you use any other um, programs like the product sync or they just announced a new local email? Haven't gotten into local email yet, but it looks like it's going to be a really great um, program that will be hugely um, better than the little last yeah, <laughs> format. <no> <laughs> So it looks complicated, but I think it's going to be really good once we dig into it more. Um, product Sync is on our radar, but we haven't delved into it too much because there's been some other key priorities that we've had um, that we're working on in terms of EOQ and some other things. But And the only big dropship category that we have is still, um, you know, we don't have other than our home and gift in one yeah, store. It's that really did. the next phase that will be great for us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the uh, the the one thing with product sync is everything. If your UPCs match up with them, it's real easy to go and just get that steel on the website so that they can find it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, and some retailers are saying, "Well, it's it's a big scary piece," but you take it steps at a time. You learn about it, and it's it's really not that bad. Yeah. What is the weirdest customer story that you've you have? <laughs> oh, I've been asked out on a date by a couple of swell fellows. I helped them with some glass, and they called me after, and uh, and uh, they uh, really wanted me to come party with the two of them. Um, that was pretty funny. Um, I have to go with the Craigslist though. <laughs> oh, the Craigslist. <laughs> So we get this woman that she comes in and she says, uh, your your bathroom is on Craigslist as a meetup spot under casual encounters. <laughs> and uh, and so we're like, holy smoke. She goes, oh, yeah, my, my son has some mental problems. And so I was checking his searches on his computer or something. And uh, all the guys in your area can come meet in your bathroom. And so we're like, holy smoke. So right when this comes down, my wife's at the front counter because we have one of those fancy laser engraving machines at Home and Gift. And 
right when this lady says it, she leaves, and here comes a guy about six foot four, and all he's wearing is a pair of coveralls, overalls with no shirt underneath. And he and he looks at her and he says, "Where's your restroom?" And she gets on she gets on the Motorola radio. She's like, "Oh my God, we've got a guy going back to the restroom." <laughs> <laughs> and all the guy wanted to do was use the bathroom, but it was still so funny that. So we got we got a hold of Craigslist and they took it had a picture of our bathroom and everything, and we got them to take it down. Um, yeah, we've had we've had some some crazy crazy stuff. Uh, but uh, lots of fun. What is a product that you tout heavily in your store that maybe not every ACE retailer sells? Beeswax spray. Yeah, the beeswax <laughs> spray called the original beeswax. We sell quite a bit of that. Um, and it's on ACENET Direct now. Um, the other thing is we have a, a fairly local company that uh, packages what we call bags of rags. And they're all terry cloth rags. Um, they're not like those T-shirt ones. And they're private labeled. And we sell 600 bags for the two stores. 300 bags a month is our goal. We have them for 8.99. Yeah, if you buy buy two or more, you get them for 7.99 a bag. Yeah, and so we have those in it. You know, step bulked up at the front register and. Every month we consistently let sell like 300 of those, and we, we're you know it's 50% uh, margin. Um, Earth Edge Super Cushy two inch pad. Yeah, that Earth Edge uh, Super Cushy two inch pad. You you make over $15 on yeah. each one you sell, and I know we're selling more than 100 at each store a year of those. Um, Bill they, went through and he really identified some items that we make over $10 gross profit on um, that we have good sales on. And we have tried to allocate end cap space and special pricing towards those items to see if we can move them up the list. Um, because if you sell enough of those items at $10 gross profit, you pay for someone's wages pretty easily. So, so you know, constantly I'd go into the stores and we'd have paper towels on an end cap. If we turned the whole end cap of paper towels we didn't make any money. We pay our bills with gross profit dollars, not margin. And so basically in Margin Master, I just went in, downloaded uh, everything in Margin Master, then sorted it by anything we sell more than, uh, sorted it by anything we sell more than 50 a year of, and then sorted it by anything that had uh, $10 or more uh, gross profit in it. And it was like Libman angle broom, shop back, um, the helium tanks, balloon time helium tanks, we do really well on. Um, yeah, so anyways, we created, you know, created this whole list, and that's what we've been driving our end caps to be, is that, you know, as we sell one O-Cedar or Libman broom or whatever it is, I think it's O-Cedar, it's red. Mm -hmm. um, if we sell one of those brooms a day, we make $10 gross profit. You know, and, and we had items on NCAPs that we didn't make 50 cents a day. And so we're really trying to focus that if it's going to be bulked up, it better it better produce dollars. Um, another thing that we sell thousands of a year, but it, it's mainly conducive to warmer climates, is Blue Death for diesel engines. Uh, 829-3027, that uh, two-and-a-half-gallon box of Blue Death that we, we're only making uh, 4 or $5 a box. <laughs> 
time of year. But um, but we really have become a destination for people to buy Blue Def. And, you know, everybody that owns a pickup truck is basically going through a box a month. And then we have some commercial accounts that buy it by the pallet. But, it, you know, that's an item that won't sell at what ACES suggests a retail is. It, it, you've got to be pretty competitive. I think we're at $17.98 a box right now. Um, what is your your best customer story? Hmm. Uh, shoot, I'd have to guess them. I'd have to give some thought about that. I, I I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. What are what are some of the services you offer? Um, key cutting. Uh, you said you have an engraver, things like that. Yeah. So you know, one thing we don't uh, one thing we don't do is uh, uh, window screen repair. Um, it's funny because we did uh, for three stores when I stopped doing it. We did a hundred thousand that that year in screen repair and uh, screen manufacturing, and we stopped doing that. And it's one of the best things we ever stopped doing because we figured out that even though it wasn't very profitable for us at a hundred thousand dollars, is that it was about ninety percent of our customer complaints. And I said, boy, if we can't you know make these people happy, there's no sense doing it. And uh, it was one of the best things we ever got out of. Um, we have the knife sharpener, uh, which we've done knife sharpening, but we've uh, recently, in the last two months, added the uh, the resharp. Re um, uh, we do glass cutting. We do plexiglass cutting. We have pipe machines. You know, thread cut and thread up to two inch uh, pipe. Um, we. Uh, we do light bulb recycling for customers. We do battery recycling. Um, we do not. We do not. We do not do uh, paint recycling. They won't allow it in this area, although we'd like to do that. Um, you know, obviously the key cutting, the uh, the chip, uh, the chip car chip keys, the you know programming of the keys. We do quite well in that. Um, you know, we're running a delivery truck uh, mainly five days a week, um, but uh, we will do, you know, if needed, we'll do deliveries every other day anyways. How are you and, and your stores involved in the community? So we donate about $50,000 a year into the local community for the three stores. Um, we virtually we we rarely turn down a request. Um, most of the gift giving that we do though is in gift cards. We print our own gift card. It's not a universal gift card because we don't want the breakage. Um, years ago, we found out that if we donated a Weber barbecue to a golf tournament, that the person inevitably that would win that would be somebody that doesn't even live in our area. So we started giving like ten ten dollar gift cards to these. Uh, whether it's a crab feed in our area or um, a golf tournament, something like that, a school fundraiser. We give them these gift cards, and when they start drawing them, the Ace Hardware's name just goes, you know, 10 times they'll draw that. And the recognition that we get 
for 10 $10 gift cards is 100 times what we would get for giving away a $500 barbecue. So we do a lot of gift cards. We also uh, used to private label our own water, but then we've been using the Ace brand water. But we give away probably 20 pallets of water away a year, everything from uh, breast cancer walks to um, the food bank. Uh, it just goes on and on. You gave away um, about a pallet this week. Yeah, so like you said, um, crab feeds were huge uh, the last years, but uh, uh, the, the schools, I mean, they come in if they're having a little track and field day, they'll, they'll come and pick up water from us. We do certain um, different things in terms of city beautification projects, and um, we also work a lot with our local salmon and try to do things there. We put together different slime kits and things for the kids to do in the hospitals um, with our employees. Uh, we've done some some uh, employee outreach programs where we've been out in the community and done painting and construction. Um, and we've even paid for contractors to go and do jobs on our behalf. Um, so, you know, I'm constantly people are thanking me almost more than we even give, that I'm getting people thanking us for our involvement in the community. Uh, do a lot with the local high schools where the, you know, where the water that they serve at all the football games in the snack shack, um, billboards, banners at the high schools. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's been uh, pretty impactful in the community and it's been a lot better than giving out actual prizes like power tools and barbecues. Although we do try to, when they're having a uh, an auction at the schools, we usually give each school a patio set that they put on display, and that usually lasts for several months before somebody in the school wins it. So those are worth pretty good. When you say you print your own gift cards, uh, are they just in-store hard, so hard piece of paper, or what, what kind of gift cards are they? It's it's a credit card, plastic credit card, just like the Ace Universal gift card, um, but it has our own logo on it. We don't ever sell them. We only give them away. Um, and one example of us giving those away, because they say Bill's Ace Hardware on them, is for the last 10 years that your home and garden show, I don't know if they have them in your area, but they'll have these, you know, dog and pony uh, home and garden shows where there's kitchen people and bath fitters and all that stuff, and thousands of people come to them. And uh, we've given $6 gift cards away to every, to the first 300, 300 a day that come there. So people pay $6 parking, and then when they're walking in the gate, they get a $6 gift card. And we redeem about 60% of those that people bring them back to our store at some point. And obviously, it's usually more than $6 of merchandise that they buy. It's usually $30 worth of merchandise that they buy. Those work really well in a secondary use that in case you have anything come up in the store, whether a customer's not happy with the price on something or just to make them happy after a purchase that we you can give them a gift card um, pretty easily that all of our supervisors and managers have those. We also send out $10 gift cards for all of our large purchases, over $500. We write a handwritten thank you and give them a $10 gift card back. Yeah, our, our, the, the gal that does the deposits here in the office, so she keeps track of all the customers that make over a $500 purchase, and then we handwrite that uh, letter and send out the gift card. Uh, originally, I'd gotten that idea from Ziggler's, 
Um, the other thing is all of our managers and supervisors carry $10 gift cards and they can hand them out anywhere in the community for any reason, whether it's in our store or outside of our store or anything that they see somebody doing something right or they just, you know, run into a customer somewhere, you know, they're having a hamburger and the guy, oh, man, I've been in a while. And, you know, they can hand them a $10 gift card. Um, and, you know, we, we track all of those and we've always found that uh, the customer spends way more than the value of the gift card. Um, so that's worked out real well. Um, as Jordan was mentioning earlier, that we allow every employee that works for us from the day they come to work to give a discount for any reason at any time, and they can make that decision up to a day's pay. And the idea is that we don't want a yard guy coming to us to ask if he can give a rip bag of ready mix away for, you know, half price or something like that. We want them taking ownership from the time they come to work. And we track those, they get turned in with the cash bag and then they come to the girl that does the deposits and all the cash balancing. Um, and, and those have worked out phenomenal over the years. But, uh, uh, you know, a lot of things that we worry about never, when I started doing that years ago that everybody was, oh my God, all these things are gonna go wrong. And we have virtually not had a problem in the last 20 years of doing that. That's awesome. So I have one final, I have two final questions for you. The first one is, who should we talk to next? Hmm, I don't know everyone that you've talked to already. You haven't listened um, to every episode yet? I haven't, I need to. <laughs> um, who, are you talking to people only in the PAL group or outside the PAL group? Anybody from Aceland. Um, man, there's so many great operators out there. Have you talked to Gene Pedrotti yet? No. That's a, he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy, and his store is second to none, and I mean second to none. He has he has the highest in-stock percentage of any A store that there is. Um, he's, Maybe scan rate, too. Yeah, and sure. scan rate. Um, <laughs> But his operation is unbelievable. And they just celebrated 100 years last year. Yeah, last year was their 100th anniversary. All right. I will I'll get your contact. I'll get the contact information um, after we finish here. What uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we, we end our little episode? Uh, no, I think we're... Uh, We've covered a we've covered a lot of things. Um, I, I for people that are thinking of getting in the hardware business, you know that everybody tries to look at this and go, oh my gosh, this, this would be a great hobby. And all of us that are in the business know that this is definitely not a hobby. But on the flip side, there's no other business in America that has the camaraderie that we have between the owners, and it, and it goes even beyond the Ace Hardware owners that we have friendly relationships. Um, with people that are uh, so-called competitors, you know, somebody that's in the ind independent hardware business is a is a friend and not a uh, competitor. And we're all here working to do the best that we can. We're we're a dying breed. There's just nothing like it left in America. And uh, I, I think the hardware business should get a lot more respect than it gets. And I think our employees should get a uh, a lot more um, respect. You know, it's funny that people come in and yell at us to a $17 an hour employee because they were unhappy with the $100 an hour plumber. 
you know, and, it, and it, it should be that the hardware employees should make $100 an hour, and people that are specialized, like a plumber or electrician, they should make $17 an hour because they only know one thing, and our employees know thousands of things. So anyways, I, I, I think that, you know, future for the hardware business is probably as bright as, it, as it's going to be, but uh, we just got to keep plugging along and, and keep getting, you know, the consumer to know how, how important we are. Well said. Well said. Are you guys traveling to San Antonio? Yes, we are. Yeah, we'll see you there. I will owe you guys a beverage for for taking the time out of your busy day for this. I appreciate it. Anytime. And if you like to say Jordan can send you Gene Pedrotti's information. Yeah. I'll 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 get it. I'll I'll reach out. So thank you again. Thank uh, you. Best wishes and we'll see you in a few weeks in San Antonio. Best wishes. Thank you. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PalPod. Thank you to Bill and Jordan for taking the time to talk to me about their business and their operations out in California. I want to encourage everyone that if you want to share your story, please reach out to me and my email address posted in the comments. Hopefully, we'll have another episode soon. Until then, best wishes in your stores.